Ladies and gents, and welcome to episode 33 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. This episode is probably going to be a bit shorter than normal, and a lot more boring than normal, because due to several different factors, um, me being crazy busy, lots of people being ill or busy, or the fact that my Skype has done a dead and I can't seem to record properly over it anymore, means that I haven't got a guest co-host. I know, I'm going solo bowler. So I'm going to keep it short simply because I don't like talking to myself. It makes me feel uncomfortable. And also I don't think it's that interesting for you guys to listen to. Um, But I didn't want to skip an episode because I haven't done so far and I've been going for over two years and I think it'd be a bit rubbish if I skip one now. Um, So yeah, I'm just going to have a brief little talk to you guys about uh, Thought Bubble Comic Con, which I went to a couple of weeks weekends ago. And I might possibly mention a few things I've uh, read or watched or seen. But I'm not going to really properly review anything because I don't... I just don't like doing it by myself because I just feel like I'm telling you what to like as opposed to having a nice open discussion about things. So yeah, it's going to be weird and probably uncomfortable and I apologise to everybody in advance and I won't judge you if you skip this one. <laughs> um, so to start, let's talk a little bit about Thor Bubble. It was well good, innit? I went down on the Friday and uh, this year Jenny and I decided to stay until the Monday, which for the most part was a really fucking good idea because normally we leave on the Sunday evening about five or six-ish. And so it was a good idea in the sense that Sunday was a lot more relaxed, um, I had a lot of time to wander around the con properly and I didn't feel rushed at all on the Sunday, which was really nice because normally I'm just sort of diving about everywhere, like trying to see everybody and say goodbye and pounce on some purchases and stuff before I have to like run to the bus station so it was nice to do that but it did feel really weird on the Monday morning but I'll you know I'll get to that 
as and when we get there. Um, so yeah, got there on Friday, had a lovely evening uh, in which I partook of the most delightful barbecue. Uh, we went to a place called Red's True Barbecue and um, I would like to make this a new thought bubble tradition to be honest because it was so nice. I had like a brisket barbecue gravy sandwich. It was just amazing. It was covered in pickles for a start which you put pickles on anything and I'm basically going to snog you because I love it. So, uh, so that was really good. Um, we went to check out this unofficial launch party thing on the Friday night which we didn't stay at for very long. Um, <laughs> Mostly because it seemed the atmosphere there was a little bit like a bunch of confused nerds had wandered into an abandoned shop front and just started drinking some cans that they found there. Uh, it was a weird atmosphere. Um, there was supposed to be entertainment, but we'd sort of got bored of milling around because there was like literally nowhere to see it. Um, and it was just an about like uh, a toilet shop front that was being used for the night as a venue. Uh, and obviously there wasn't a proper bar because of that either. So it was just like some people up a corner with some crates of beer and stuff. So yeah, we pretty much got bored of just standing around. I quite like to sit down. I'm getting old now. I appreciate a good sit. So myself and a few other podcasting buddies uh, went to a place called The Stew and Oyster, which was amazing. And we had a really good chat on the Friday night. There was um, there was me and Jenny, uh, the lovely Jenny Newman, who did the 24-hour episode with me. My good buddy Phil, Stephen Lacey, who's been on the show before, uh, Nick Papa Constantinou, and I do apologise if I've pronounced that wrongly. I do. Oh, I love you, Nick. And I feel like I'm missing someone. Paul Richardson. There we go. Uh, and we were sat having a chat, mostly about um, podcasting, to be honest, which was uh, it was quite nice actually, because I think we all kind of agreed that we don't do this because we want like a shit ton of adoration or anything, but we were all quite surprised by how small all of our numbers were <laughs> in the grand scheme of podcasting and it was nice to sort of discuss with other podcasters you know why we think that is how we think we could um promote things better and whatnot and um, and i think we all sort of came to the the joint conclusion that we're not actually that bothered by the numbers per se so much as the feedback because the thing that i struggle with is i don't actually get an awful lot of feedback for the show um i can see the physical numbers of people that listen but i very rarely get tweets or facebooks or emails or anything to sort of you know discuss things that are on the show or you know correct me or just you know basically have conversations and stuff and I think that's something that's something that I actually really miss um you know back in the days of the uh, geek syndicate forums and things before they all crashed and sort of died a day <laughs> you know we used to quite openly have discussions about all sorts of things and um, we had a really good good forum going on over there and I, I, that's the thing I kind of miss the most is the the feedback and the the back and forth and the conversation and things so what I will do right in the middle of the show because this way you can't skip it well you can if you've got that skipping 30 seconds ahead thing or you know if you just use your fingers and fast forward it but anyway that's not the point what I will say is that the parlor I keep forgetting to mention that the parlor has a Facebook page now um so if you go onto Facebook and just search for Stacey's pop culture parlor please do uh request to be added to the group the reason I've set it to be with requests for the group is because we used to have a comic racks page and before we changed the settings we were having people come in and post things about hey what about double glazing and stuff and I'm like no fuck off I can't be asked with all that sort of thing on the parlor page so obviously like as soon as I get your request you know I'll add you as soon as I can and if you want to post anything on the wall feel free to do so the only rule I have is that if you want to post about like a, a comic or a tv show or a film don't put any spoilers in the main body of the text that you're putting on the wall and do specify whether there's going to be 
spoilers in the comments or whether you'd prefer there not be spoilers in the comments just because obviously I don't want to create a big argument between people on the parlor page <laughs> uh, getting all mad at each other but yeah so it would be lovely to have some feedback uh, but it was really nice night that we had we um i think we got back to the hotel about one in the morning which was probably a mistake because i had to get up really early on the saturday because i was having my hair did by a fancy vintage hairdresser uh, because i did my very first spot of cosplay this year at thought bubble um i did a wolverine costume but with sort of fancy victory roll vintage styly hair um to create the sort of animal horn kind of look that he goes for i don't really know what that's supposed to be actually now that i think about it as much as i really enjoyed doing the cosplay i think i've discovered that it's not for me mostly because i didn't really like the attention you know attention frightens me and talking to people is terrifying to me so the fact that like complete strangers would be like hey look it's logan oh my god and just like talk to me was a bit bit weird but also the fact that i was wearing a leather jacket and within about half an hour i was sweating cobs and i don't just mean like a little bit of like it's a bit warm in here isn't it i mean like sweaty top lip sweaty eyebrows like ridiculous like even the insides of my elbows were sweaty i mean what's that about I think I've been less sweaty at the gym before. It was pretty gross. So I didn't stay in the costume as long as I really wanted to. And I felt a bit bad actually because my mum had gone to quite a lot of effort to make some really awesome Wolverine style claws. So I do feel bad that I wasn't knocking around in the costume a bit longer. Uh, but I did I, I did enjoy it like I say. But I just think for me, uh, it, yeah it's not for me. It's too scary. Especially when you see some of the costumes that were that were going around this year were amazing. There was a dude who was dressed as something that I don't know the name of that was possibly the biggest costume I've ever seen anybody walk around in. And while I was dying a death in my leather jacket, all I could think was, like, hats off to you, dude, that you've gone to the effort of doing all of that and then wearing it in this sweaty convention hall. <laughs> but the, the costume went down really well with everybody that I bumped into and uh, I didn't stab anyone with the claws, which is good. Uh, the Saturday at the con was really, really good, actually. I think knowing that I was going to be able to take my time around the con on Sunday meant that I wasn't so ridiculous with my money on the Saturday because last year I had the problem where I sort of dived in and I was like, oh, I've only really got today to go shopping. So everything I saw I bought and then I suddenly realised, oh, yeah, I've got no money to like eat and shit. So this year I was a lot better at that. I had a wander around the con a few times, like the main convention floor and the uh, armoury hall went over to see the lovely Jenny Jillblast, who I absolutely adore. We had a lovely squishy booby boobtastic hug. And I actually wormed my way into Genspiration again, which is nice. I like making little appearances in people's comics. Hint hint. Um <laughs> and uh yeah that was lovely. I love Jen. I, I need to hang around with Jenny more and I think I'm probably gonna force her to come to a WrestleMania party at my house next year. But that's neither here nor there. Um yeah, what else did I do? Popped over to see um, Bevis Musson and I decided this year that I was going to get some Adventure Time sketches. I always do like a theme because I find that with how nervous I am in general, uh, when I meet people at cons who I've not met before and I want to get sketches from, I think I'll probably panic and just go, uh, 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 Batman, um, and not make a decision of something I actually really want to get drawn. So I always go in pre-prepared with a sort of theme and then just let them run riot with it. So um. Bevis did an absolutely amazing Prince Gumball and Marshall Lee sketch for me, which um, is currently 
housed in the art book that I have at home. Well, it's a folder. The art folder I've got um, until I can find a fancy frame for it because that bad boy needs to go up on the wall. It is lovely. And then, what else did we do in the morning? I mean, I bought up all loads of stuff as I am wont to do. Um, <laughs> I did swing by um, the queues for Jeff Lemire and Scott Snyder a few times. Unfortunately, throughout the whole weekend, I didn't manage to get to see them. Um, mostly because at the start of the Saturday, the queues to get into the, the teepee, which was a new thing this year. It was like a big tent in between the two main halls. The queues to get into that were really fucking ridiculous on the Saturday morning. And I could not be bothered because I'm lazy. Uh, and then in the, in the Saturday afternoon, every time I swung by their, um, their queues, they were either getting capped or they were in a panel or they were off for lunch or, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't, I didn't get to see them at all, which is a bit of a shame. But I did go to both of the Image Comics panels, which were really, really good. The first one was for the artists. And I am not going to name who was on there because I won't remember and I'll make a twat of myself. Um, but there was five or six artists on the stage and they were all sort of being, um, the whole panel was being hosted by um, Eric Stevenson, who is the head honcho, I guess, tip top editor person at um, Image. And, uh, and that was really good. It was really funny. It was really interesting. And forgive me if I pronounce your name wrong, but Chulalote, um, who's actually one of the people that runs Thought Bubble, was on that panel. So it was nice to actually finally see her in the flesh and know what she looks like. And that was really great. And then that was followed by the writers panel, which was even better, I think. Um, mostly because half of the writers turned up really late. So that was just hilarious to, to watch them all try and slink onto the stage. They were both really interesting. The only problem I had with that, and I can kind of understand why they did it, but it annoyed me a bit, was that they the people who were in the audience for the artist panel weren't allowed to stay in there if they wanted to be in the writers panel so we had to come out and go to the back of the queue and come back in and um, so I ended up standing up like leaning against a wall for like an hour and I thought whilst I can understand that they wanted everybody to fit back in because I would have been majorly pissed off if I hadn't got in at all it seemed a bit daft to me that they may just go back out and come back in because yeah I'm a bit lazy and also it meant that I had to stand up I didn't really think that was fair but I'm just being grumpy really <laughs> <laughs> and what else did we do oh we had a little pizza party again uh, in the hotel room after the con had finished uh, which was really nice actually it was a bit serious for a Saturday evening there was a uh, Nick again uh, Timothy Swan who has been on the show before as well um, Phil Paul myself and Jenny uh, and we were talking about quite quite serious in-depth clever you know adult topics which I thought was pretty good of us considering we were all at a comic con <laughs> um but that was really nice uh it was a bit sad that there was no Doctor Who to watch this year because uh, I really enjoyed that last year but you know oh well you can't have everything um and then of course there was the the mid-show party which was a weird one again I mean it was much better run in terms of the venue and you know the getting in and stuff than last year because um if you remember my episode from last year, you'll know that there was a palaver with people getting in because of the number of security and there were queues for yonks and some people didn't get in at all and gave up and went back to the hotels, which is a bit sad. Um, but this year it was, you know, we, we pretty much walked straight in. It was a case of, what's your name? Yeah, you're on the list. Here's a stamp. So uh, we managed to get into that straight away. It got off to a pretty weird start, though. There was Leeds International film festival or something was going on at the same time and as part of that they were doing like a screening of um 
I've forgotten the name of the Daft Punk album, but it's the one where um, all the animated videos join up together and actually make like a cohesive story. Um, so they were they were showing the whole film, and there were people in the balcony, the seated balcony area, uh, who'd actually like paid for that and weren't part of the Comic Con like party crew. So I mean, as much as I really like, I do really like Daft Punk, and I do really like <laughs> most of those videos. I didn't particularly want to stand around for an hour and watch that because they weren't playing it loud enough for you to be able to like dance to it or anything. And of course, there weren't like, you know, disco lights and stuff going on because it was actually a screening of a film. So there was, like, it wasn't really a party at that point. So we managed to, uh, to find an empty corridor that had a stack of chairs in it. So we just pulled all the chairs off and ended up having a bit of a chat lined up against this corridor. I think, uh, I think it was Phil who sort of dubbed it the, uh, the hernia clinic because we were all lined up against the walls like we're in a waiting area. Um, but that was quite nice. I've got to catch up with quite a few people who I haven't seen since last year's con, like, um, Steve Arian and Pete Rogers and loads of people. I'm going to forget people. Don't be offended if I have. I'm just forgetful. But once the DJs kicked in after that, it, it got really good. The first DJ was off to a slow start. And I've got to say, the film that they were playing, because they played a lot of anime in the background during the um, the whole event. And the first film they had on was something called Paprika, which I have made a mental note never to fucking clap my eyes on again because it was weird as balls man i'm not slightly exaggerating when i say that nearly every time i looked at the screen something fucking bizarre was happening there were creepy dolls there were like repeated scenes of this guy fainting and then like almost melting into the floor and there's a really weird scene where a guy put his hand in this woman's mouth and then peeled off her face and it was, I don't know what was happening. Uh, and I'm pretty sure even with the dialogue, I probably wouldn't have understood what was going on. I kept trying not to look at the screen, but because it was quite big, it was a bit distracting. So I did, I did find myself just looking at it every now and again and thinking, what the fuck was that? It was a bit weird. Uh, but the music was was pretty good. And uh, I mean, uh, fairly, fairly early on, they played Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. So I was pretty happy almost immediately. And um, once I was on the dance floor, it was, basically impossible to get me off it again i went home well not home obviously back to the hotel i got back to the hotel at about 25 to 4 in the morning uh and i'd gained six blisters three on each foot i counted and, <laughs> and i got a really bad back the following day which uh well later that day i guess uh which i'm gonna put down to all the unnecessary twerking that i did i don't normally twerk don't really know what came over me clearly i was having a very sexy evening <laughs> uh, i blame dave monteith he just brings out the absolute worst dancer in me making me look like a bit of a knob but i will say highlight of the whole thing aside from obviously taylor swift being played twice was um i can't remember who played it now but one of the djs uh put on the theme tune to the movie mortal kombat which <laughs> <laughs> if any of you guys know me you will know that i absolutely adore that film for no real reason because i know that it's garbage like i know it's really bad but it's really fucking brilliant at the same time and i love that theme tune it's really good on a treadmill in the middle of that situation i all of a sudden found myself having like a fake mortal Kombat style fight with holly and that was pretty amazing i will throw my hands up and apologize and say 
I was a terrible person to have done that with because my judging of where her punches were going or her kicks were going was terrible and my reactions to those were terrible but I do want to say a big thank you because Holly indulged in well she indulged me in me throwing a get over here and dragging her towards me uh, so that was pretty cool <laughs> never thought I'd be having a, a Mortal Kombat style fake fight in the middle of a dance floor at like three in the morning on a Sunday <laughs> but I'm not going to argue with it it's pretty fucking brilliant suffice to say I was pretty achy on the Sunday <laughs> and I was a little bit zoning out I wasn't too bad in the morning I mean I didn't I didn't really sleep very well because I got back from to the hotel from the party pretty sweaty because like I say once I was on the dance floor I didn't come off and I actually realized when I got back to the hotel that I hadn't even gone for a wee while I was at the party <laughs> like that's how how hard I was partying um so I came back and had the world's longest wee and also a little a uh, little wash because I was a bit riffy and uh, yeah so I ended up I didn't get into bed till like almost half four I think and then I'd forgotten that my alarm had been set for half six on Saturday for the hairdresser because she was coming at seven. Uh, so I'd forgotten to change that. And of course, it went off at half six again, uh, which was quite annoying. But I turned it off and went back to sleep for another hour. <laughs> um, but the Sunday was really nice, uh, aside from me being tired. Again, I couldn't get anywhere near Jeff Lemire or Scott Snyder, which meant that I carried two quite heavy trades to the con for no good reason. But oh well. I suppose that's what happens when people are like, famous and awesome and everybody wants their autograph I guess but I had I did another couple of circuits of the con I drank copious amounts of hot chocolate because I love hot chocolate and had a really just a really nice time I got another couple of sketches and um, David Wynn did a wonderful Marceline for me and then um I went and got another a Marceline from Matt Forsyth who's actually he used to work on the uh, on the actually on Adventure Time, so that was kind of amazing. I um I got a bit fangirly at him, and I felt quite bad about it. But as it turns out, he's a little bit deaf. <laughs> I didn't really hear half the things I said, which is probably great because I was pretty weird. Topped the Sunday off with an absolutely wonderful stew. We went back to the stew and oyster. I had a ham hock stew that was just like when you've had a hard weekend's conning, i.e., getting up early dancing till stupid o'clock getting up early again hanging around walking around being on your feet like just having this like food situation which is absolutely the best came with a big wedge of bread oh my god i loved it so much and then jenny had the brilliant idea of getting takeaway dessert from pizza express on the way back to the hotel um so i ended up tucked up in bed at about half eight on sunday night watching brooklyn 99 and chewing down on chocolate cake which was brilliant totally nodded off at like half nine or something some very stupidly early time but to be fair I think I deserved it the one con I will say about having to leave on the Monday was the fact that normally when you leave a convention whilst it's still going on there's like quite a big palaver about saying goodbye to everybody and going over to people who've got tables to say goodbye and you know it takes you about an hour you have to start planning to leave about an hour and a half before you actually need to leave because uh, there's so many people to find and talk to and meet up with and such and such and blah um so to get up on the Monday morning and the only person left in our hotel <laughs> who we actually saw to properly say goodbye to was Nick it felt a bit anticlimactic and it was really depressing when we were waiting outside the hotel for the the taxi watching the TPB dismantled because it just felt really final got a bit sad actually but handily enough I managed to meet a lovely lady on the uh, on the coach home and um 
despite the fact that earlier that morning I'd spoken to, you know, I was talking to Nick about how terrible I am at speaking to new people and how I really don't like talking to strangers, I actually ended up talking to this lady for like the entire journey from Leeds back to Birmingham. So that was actually really nice. Um, she kept me from falling asleep. I was really concerned that I was going to nod off. And ordinarily, I wouldn't be that bothered because nine times out of ten, when I get a coach, it usually terminates either in Birmingham or in Wolverhampton, which wouldn't be quite that bad. This one terminated in Plymouth, so that could have been really risky for me. But overall, I had an absolutely amazing weekend. It was so lovely to see everybody. I mean, there were some people who I only saw really briefly, like um, Ethan Stace and Lee Gallagher and so many people who... Like, I really need to make an effort to see either outside of cons or at more cons. So that might be a goal for next year. I failed miserably in my goal of giving out more business cards. I really need to figure out a way to do this because my new strategy is just leave them strewn around the place, which isn't really a strategy. <laughs> it's just basically throwing money around. <laughs> I left some at the barbecue place. I left some at the pubs we went to. I left some where at the little ca canteen where we had lunch on the Saturday. I think I left one at the hotel bar. Uh, I think the only couple I actually gave out to real live people uh, was there was a chap in the queue for Matt Forsyth who's actually doing a some sort of um, thesis or something in, in radio. Oh, I can't remember now. I feel really bad if you're listening. I apologise for really fucking this up. But he was really fun and interesting to talk to and uh, he was talking about radio and podcasting and things and I was like, ooh, podcasting, how about a card? Felt like a reet twat. So I need to learn how to give out business cards without feeling like either a twat or some sort of um, horrendous, like, money-grabbing, attention-seeking knobber, basically, because that's how it made me feel. What else? I think that's about it really i mean it was just it was really really good considering um i didn't get to see two of the main people i really wanted to see and the fact that adam hughes had to pull out beforehand which was a shame because i was going to bear hug the shit out of him for the donations and the time that he put into the 24-hour show for us um, so it was wonderful you know despite all of that i still had such an amazing time like thought bubble just continues to be the absolute best con i've ever been to and i'm definitely going again next year i don't you know, if it's even if it's the only con I go to again, I have to go next year, regardless of who's going to be there. I mean, it's partially because of the social thing, because it's the only time I ever see certain people. And it's mostly because of the party. <laughs> I think if other cons start doing parties, then they might have a room for the money. But um, at the moment, I just think Thought Bull's like, got a really great atmosphere. It's really well laid out. And I think having the TP separately this year was actually a really good idea um, because a lot of the time, particularly last year, when there were big names like, for example, Kelly Sue DeConnick, Matt Fraction, um, oh, Flip, who else was there? My mind's doing a blank. But, there, you know, there were people in the main hall who there was no way you could queue to see them without blocking other people's tables. So, obviously, people passing by couldn't see anything or buy anything because... The, the tables were just getting totally blocked by queues. Um, so this year, having the, the like really big guns in the teepee was a really sensible idea, I think, because it meant that the convention hall was a lot... You were a lot freer to move about in there, or I found I was anyway. Um, so that was really good. And, uh, yeah, I think it just gets better every year. Uh, and I'm really excited to go next year already, because I love it. So in terms of things that I've been doing and seeing and watching and reading and such and such um i went to see gone girl a couple of weeks ago with my mom and 
that is possibly the weirdest film I've put in my eyes for a really long time. I, up until about 10 minutes from the end, I was ready to slap it in my top five of 2014 list. But the end is so fucking disappointing. It is straight up ridiculous. I came out of the cinema and I was like, Mom, what did we just see? Why did that just happen? It makes literally no sense. And when I got home, I spoke to the hubby about it. And um, he's read the book, you see. And he said that's pretty much how the book ends. Like, almost the same. And it just makes so little sense to me. Because it doesn't seem like anything the the Ben Affleck character would, would do or agree with. Like, it just seems completely out of character. And also, the police suddenly seem entirely inept. Like, there's so much evidence against the story that she gives them. Uh, when she pops back up that it's just like what are you all smoking that's made you just go yeah this is a situation we can accept so that was really strange and it was a shame because it was really well acted and like really well directed really well written and everything like up until that last point when it just kind of went out the window like like they'd just gone what character development and story nah bin it let's just do this shit and I was like hmm no thanks. Um, what else have I done? Oh, I've watched Guardians of the Galaxy again, but you know you don't need to hear my thoughts about that because it's amazing. Oh, I saw a film called The Babadook, which is uh, it's an Australian funded and made film. It's a horror film. I'm not normally one for horror films because I don't really like things that are realistic because they scare me too much, and I don't like things that are unrealistic because they don't scare me at all <laughs> so um but this was a really amazing film um i don't want to give too much away about it but essentially uh, it's about a uh, a lady whose um husband dies on the day that her son is born um they they get involved in a car crash on the way to the hospital and the husband doesn't make it and so the kid's a bit screwed up she's a bit screwed up and uh one day they find a book in the house called mr babadook and um, the kid says to his mum, oh, you know, go read this book. And she starts reading it and it's fucking creepy as shit. Uh, and then weird stuff starts happening. And um, it's really well made. I think um, my favourite thing about it is the fact that it's quite it's quite low budget, but not in an obvious, like, everything looks shit way. Like, everything still looks really good, but there's something very, like, lo-fi about it that makes it quite charming. And it doesn't look crap either. Like it's it's not like it's very noticeably bad effects or anything. Like I think they're purposefully gone for very few effects so that the effects didn't look bad because they didn't have the budget for them. There's a lot of bits that are very creepy. And the thing that I liked the most about it was that it leaves a lot to your imagination. I think some films, particularly sort of, you know, the big budget Hollywood stuff, can be far too obvious in what it's doing in terms of like here's this monster, look at its face, it's coming for you, ah. Whereas this was very much like, you do see the Babadook, but it's it's usually very briefly and, and a lot of it's in shadow and it's all very much up to your own interpretation and that freaks me out because I've got quite a vivid imagination so I was imagining some terrifying shit there. I was a bit thrown at first by the ending, but I think it was because I'd drunk a lot of cider and I'd kind of misunderstood it. Um, so when I chatted with Rich about it afterwards and he explained what he took from it, uh, it made perfect sense to me and it and it just made the film like almost perfect really um because it's really eerie it's really scary the relationship between her and her son is really believable um especially considering the circumstances and um and overall it's just a really well made film so i definitely recommend that if uh, if you're into the creepy stuff 
what else have I been up to? I am so far behind in comic books, it's not even worth reviewing anything <laughs> at the moment. I think it's probably best actually if I leave all the comics and stuff till next time because it'll be the Christmas episode and I can talk about, you know, my top tens of the year and all that palaver, so that'll be quite nice. Um also I feel a bit like I've been talking to myself for a bit too long now. So yeah. I think this is where we'll end it. So um, if you want to give any feedback on the episode or start a discussion about anything, let's talk about The Flash and how fucking brilliant it is. And also let's talk about Constantine and how we shouldn't fucking cancel it, NBC. Anyway, you can always drop by the Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour Facebook page or you can drop me an email at Stacey's Parlour. That's S-T-A-C-E-Y-S-P-A-R-L-O-U-R at gmail.com. I am on Twitter as StaceBobT. I'm also on Instagram as StaceBobT. If you want to see pictures of food and nerdy things and frosty mornings and sunrises and sunsets and probably pictures of me and my new Batman jumper that I'm not going to shut up about now that I've bought it because it's the greatest thing ever. It's like a triple threat of awesome. It's awesome in the first instance because it's a Batman Christmas jumper and it came with matching socks. It's awesome in the second instance in that I had a voucher so it only cost me four actual pounds. And it's awesome in the third instance because it's actually a boy's age 13 to 14 years size but it fits me. (laughs) So I'm probably never going to shut up about the damn thing. I love it. Anyway, I'm also uh, on Instagram as StaceBobT. And the Pop Culture Pile has a shop. You can buy some t-shirts and bags and that in it. Uh, And that is at S... Oh, wait, what is it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's www.spcp.spreadshirt.co.uk. There's not a fat lot in there at the moment, there's not a lot of choice, but I just wanted to see who was interested in having things, to be honest. So, why not buy a shirt if you want to support Stace Bob? Hey. Okay. And on that note, to all the corporate shilling, I shall go. Uh, And I'll see you all next month. Sorry again for the shortness of this episode and the relative boringness of this episode. But, you know, I didn't want to leave you with nothing, did I? Because I'm so kind like that. So I will see you all next month. And I was going to say Happy Thanksgiving then, but then I've realised that's, you know, today. And this episode is not going to come out today because I'm lazy at editing. So I won't. But I hope you had a Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, And I shall see you all for Christmas. Ta-ra!